Welcome to podcast 187 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Curti, Dave, Dupe, Joe, and Mad FM or Paul, whichever we choose. And uh, we'll be spotlighting an important staff role, especially if your name is Dave as a party. Yeah, and uh, we'll have our save update once again from Mr. Dupe, and we'll be heading to France to catch up on his achievement hunter save with Red Star. So let's jump right into it, Dupe. Uh, it's been a while since you've updated us on the Achievement Hunter, and while you're going to delve into Red Star, the people want to know the numbers. How many achievements have you unlocked so far? Uh, great question, Matt. Um, it's it's been a slow process with the with the achievements themselves because a lot of them are kind of a long term thing. So we are up to fifty four point eight percent now. And that's without any of the draft ones. And I've, I've, I've been doing a bit of maths and the drafts kind of consist of about 30% of all the achievements. So we're, we're very close at doing, we're doing all right. I think, you know, the game cycle's not been out for 50, you know, half of its life though. Yeah. Is it? No. So we're good. Um, but yeah, we've got, we've, we've, the, be, the, le- the, the, the most recent one we've done uh, was the one where you get promoted from the lowest league in a, in a country to the top league. So that's a little bit of a spoiler of how we're doing it at Red Star at the moment. Well, that's a, almost a perfect segue. Uh, tell us more about Red Star. What's actually happening? We've just got promoted to League. Oh, thanks. Sorry, oh, I mean, we rehearsed that, that before, and you, you're a bit slow. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just to got say, pro- do. Um, <laughs> so we've just got promoted to the top league, um, probably a little bit prematurely. I thought we'd probably take another season. I mean, the, the last season in the second league, which is fifth season overall, uh, we were kind of predicted at the start to finish very low down. We had a bit of a turnover in, in, in the in the team. We were doing well um, and because we, we brought William Grubles in up top. We brought this young um, Nigerian lad in who is literally just a mini O'Seaman for me. And um, he's been doing really well. But we min same difference, um, and the, it's it's been it's been good, and we've we've got the the young lad at the back in goal called uh, Michael Stone. Uh, we got him from TNS. He's an English lad, and we brought him in on for like two hundred and seventy five grand, I think it was. And he's a very good goalkeeper. I mean, a very good goalkeeper. And in January, he's got eighteen months months left on his contract, and he will not sign a new contract for me. And we were I'm in an hour in what to do. And we ended up selling him for 22 point something million pounds, which to us, it took my bank balance from negative 950 uh, grand to well, 22 million the other way. So uh, it was really good. Um, so we've been able to spend a bit of money, which is unlike me, right boys? I've never got any money. Um, and we've built, we kind of, I would say we're probably 75% of the way building our, our team for, for Ligon, but we have started the league um, and we started it tonight on stream. And I mean, it went okay um, if we lost both games and we lost them to, to, to Leon and to, to, to Nice. Um, we, the performances weren't terrible, but our team's not there. We still got Grubles is out injured. So we're playing uh, a young lad that I found in the depths of Asia um, to, to come and play up front for me. I literally went on to scouting, uh, on to, I went, when we had got a bit of money, I went on to 
to the player search and just search for anyone with a high finishing. And this guy popped up and he wanted like 50 grand. And I thought, we'll be able to get some money for him. And I bought him. And uh, the chat kind of had a bit of a moan at me for doing it. Um, we've not been able to play Grubel, so we played this young lad up there. Sissoko, his name is. Uh, he scored. Uh, he scored a very nice header. Um, so, yeah, fuck you, chap. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, um, it's been a bit of a <laughs> slow start. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we got PSG next. So, you know, the world's our oyster. Uh, their first two games, they've scored nine goals, um, conceded none. They have Mbappe. And I'm very scared, but um, it's a slow process. My my main aim here is just to stay up this year. Um, we've still got very good money in the bank. I've, I haven't spent much at all. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to stay consistent in this league. Uh, and then we can start building the rep up because that's the main problem. We found this really nice Bulgarian wonder kid um, against striker. And um, I've declared him as top target. I've watched eight of his games. I've... Uh, you know, I've done all of the tactics. I've got my my leaders to talk about him in the press. And I think realistically, we could sign him as a league inside, um, maybe treat us as a stepping stone. But our reputation's that low that when I'm going to watch him, it's not even registering in the news that I'm watching because they're like, who's this guy? Well, it doesn't matter about that. So he won't talk to us. We can get a fee arranged because we've got the money, but they just he just will not talk to us. Um so I'm hoping that maybe if we can up the um, if we can up our reputation a little bit, and maybe we can we can sign some better players down the line. Do, do on the the goalkeeper was a Michael Stone was it? Is that his name? Yeah, my, I called him Mitchell because I used to go to school. With, well, I got a very close friend called Mitchell Stone, so um, it's it was weird for me to call him Michael. But yes, Michael Stone, a young lad called TNS. Um, uh, from TNS, re-raided them very early on, and yeah. he was very good, man. Like, is he very Wonder good. Kid? Like, would he be Wonder Kid status? You got him for two hundred fifty k. Yeah, two hundred seventy-five k. We paid. He wasn't Wonder Kid status at us when we sold him because he went to Leeds in the end. When we sold him to Leeds, he instantly went to Wonder Kid status at Leeds. So he is only like we got him at like seventeen. He's still only, I think he's twenty now. So he's still very young, but he start. He went. He went in in the in the winter. And he walked straight into Leeds side and he has played every game since and he's still playing now this year. Has he, have you managed to get, um, have you managed to put in a clause or anything for a future? I mean, if he goes on further than Leeds, he won't stay at Leeds if he's that good, right? Have you got a future? Yeah, so future clause? It, was, it was very painful. The whole transfer saga was very painful. We had a bid, we accepted a bid for 18 million start off from Burnley with a 50% sell-on fee, profit sell-on fee. Um, and it was a non-negotiable. They got to a stage where they would they're not, they don't want to negotiate anymore. And I thought we'll get more for this guy. And I, you know, I want better than profit. We'll get more. So I rejected it. He kicked a bit of a fuss up. The board got involved, and then they accepted a six point uh, six point seven five million pound offer from someone. And I'm like, what? Like this? This is this is taking us back three years. You know, what I mean, we're not. We're not as, you know, that, that's brutal. So I basically went to the board and said, look, you cannot do this. You cannot do this. And they were turned around and goes, oh yeah, I guess we won't then. Um, and then we just got bids for 750 grand. We got bids for 2 million. And I'm sat there going, just hold out, hold out, hold out. And then bang, we managed to, we managed to get leads. So we've got 30% of profit from the 20, yeah, from the next sale. But I think he'll, I mean, he's English, right? And I think there's a very smart buy, in my opinion, because of the fact he was English. 
Um, and we're now going on to find try and find more English talent because you're always going to sell an Englishman. I found that TNS seems to create quite a few like really good regens. I've got one that I picked up for like 170 grand too. I've, he's been loaned out the past two seasons because he's just not quite like prem level yet, but he's been ridiculous. Like the like in the championship, he walks into much like some of the good teams in their championship. He's he's sort of on that cusp of almost ready for the prem, but he's he he's been getting into the under twenty one side for since he was like seventeen. Um, but you mentioned about annoying the chat, but you're also using the chat to help you do some scouting. Have they come up with any gems yet? Yeah, they have to be fair. And look, there's 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 multiple reasons why I've done it. But one thing that one of the main reasons is is that I just want to try and get everybody involved. It's it's, it's going to be a very tough save. I mean, my main goal was to get the one achievement that we've got, which was to get to the top league. So if we were to walk away from Red Star now, I'm not I'm I'm concerned because I wanna I wanna keep with Red Star, but it wouldn't bother me so much because we ticked that target. And that was my main focus for this save. So I thought, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give it out to the to to the stream, to the chat, get everybody involved. And we were having like like we I would end the save one night, I'd put it out on on Twitter, onto the onto Discord. Guys would go and have a look, and I'm being like bombarded with like um screenshots of this guy try this guy try this guy but yeah the best one that they brought was uh, abubakari our left back 78 grand we bought paid for him and he honestly is amazing he's such a good player um there's this summer there was rumors that he was going to be touted for 41 million to psg um nothing came up from that at all we didn't have a single offer he's not turned his head i have signed him to a new contract um, he's currently valued in game at 275 grand. Um, so even to get that, it's a good, it's a good step up. Um, but we were signing lots of frees last season. And then because we moved up to the top league, we got rid of a lot of them and they were just being recycled. So we'd get them in for nothing and we're selling them for a million quid. I don't know whether it's because they had the promotion under their belt, but I would say a lot of the suggestions that have come from, from the chat have been very good suggestions. It's just, Sometimes, sometimes they're, they're suggesting some players, and I'm like, he he he's on fifty grand a week. There's no way we're getting this guy in. The highest earner in my my team at the moment is twelve. It's like normal FM scouts, then that. <laughs> <laughs> the worst bit was they just want to know my first my first transfers, you know, my first season's transfers, right? Um, but yeah, I think I think the thing is is it's been very good getting everybody involved. But what it's done is, is like, I always find preseason on stream quite difficult to make entertaining. Especially when you're a little bit further into this, the game, especially when you're lower league. Not not everyone knows lower league France, right? Not everyone can just pluck these players out of the air. So, so my way of kind of getting around it was to say, look, everyone, let's get involved. Here's the save file. Go out and scout for me. So when you're when you're suggesting players, you're not suggesting me Messi's or Ronaldo or Haaland. You're, 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 you're suggesting players that could actually play for us. My main concern with it is that somebody's going to go off 50 years in the future and say, ah, oh, four seasons in you, in the next four seasons, you're going to get a takeover or this or that. And that's one of my main concerns. Or sign this guy, or he's in your youth team, play him as much as you can because in 12 years' time, he's going to be un uh, worth a mi 100 million quid. But I've, I've put a zero tolerance on that, that if anything happens like that, we are just going to ban the person. But I think everyone's been really cool with it, to be fair. Um, and I think it's, a, I mean, personally, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's, it's, it's really helped the stream out. I mean, 
chat's chat's been really busy during preseason. Um, and yeah, I think the response of it has been very good. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say I remember um, uh, uh, someone in the FM community uh, a while ago suggesting that uh, that basically getting your your chat to help you find players is the same as using something like Genie Scout. Okay. Did I say that? No, no, no. No, I, I remember fine. it. It's it's when it it happened when. I think someone got caught out using Genie Scout. I don't mean this to be a dig. I think it was someone in the blogging side. And then the blogger saying, well, isn't it just the same as people in somebody's chat saying, look at this player, look at this player, look at this player. So I remember. But so, like, it happens in every YouTube video, it happens in every stream. So I don't think, you know. It's... But the, the, the one thing I will say is that we, we play with actual masking on, which again, when you've got to try and find so many different players. Yeah, and exactly. In, especially when you've only got four scouts, that's very difficult. Um, I have put the save file out, and I have told everybody that I suggest who you're going to suggest. We then go and scout them in, in, in our, you know, I know it's the same game, but we scout them. We then make a decision. I, I do ask not, I don't want to see full screenshots of people. You know, that, that doesn't, you know, I want to, let's get a name. You recommend this guy, thinks going to be good. Let's go and have a look at him. But yeah, I can see why people would say that. I mean, Am I fast? No. It's no but. different though to like, and it, I, I've, I've done the same thing to you. Like, put the save file out so people can look into it. But especially if you're doing a lower league save, it can be, can be difficult to either sign different players that other people haven't already signed because there seem to be like prominent people who pop up all the time. Yeah. Um. So trying to be a bit different if you want to be like that, but it's no different to offering out trials. Like, because you can abuse that to fuck. Like, yeah. you can just offer anyone who's available for a free a trial all the time throughout the entire season. You've got no commitment, but you've scouted them for free. Effectively, you don't have to pay them anything. So it's yeah. no different, really, to, to doing that. I would, I would argue. But you know, it's it, it's it's a good interaction point, and I think the only the only potential issues you have are if people are being a bit more ingenuous about how they're doing their own scouting, whether they are then using Genius Scout and suggesting people, which then, you know, you're erring on... I guess you have your trusted people that you're willing to to uh, to do the bulk of it, and then you know the people who are new who haven't done it before, and then you start questioning when you look at the player who's like just come through someone's youth academy and they're already saying they're going to be a world beater. When, how do you fucking know that? So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it opens that risk, right? Um, but I would take that risk. I, I would. I'm happy to take that risk to 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 get what I get out for doing it. Yeah, okay. They suggest good players, and they might be guys that we sign. We don't always sign the players they should suggest. One thing it has done is, for example, we've got a couple that we got. I think we had three players that were suggested uh, and picked, and those guys have come back to see how their players are getting on. You know, and as a streamer in a very tough market where especially with lockdown and stuff like that. streaming is just like more and more people are streaming. There's more and more people out there that's doing it. It's very difficult to make football manager different to, to, to the masses. It's very samey, you know, and that's not a dig at anyone, but like, you, you know, you're sat in front of a PC and you're playing a game that, that really limits you to how you can play it. Yeah. You can change a few things, but that's about it. For me, 
I'm happy to take the risk for the interaction. I'm happy to take the risk for for that. And and I, I think I've highlighted it to the mods and I've said that if you see somebody abusing it, we'll just ban them. But um, again, it's a very tough save that we've we've picked. We've got to go and overthrow PSG. They spent uh, £212 million this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, six one off and does it the other. I think um, probably important to remember as well, you know, you could have you could have somebody go off and look for you know very very good potential ability in the back end. Doesn't mean they're going to move to fucking Red Star, who've just come into League no. One. Um, it's it's you know like you're going to find it hard to attract players if they are that good, and also if they are that good, other clubs probably not going to let them go too cheap. So even if you're getting these kind of cheap sneaky recommendations, doesn't mean you're able to sign them even if you wanted to because they might not go and you might not afford them. You know. To be fair, Matt, I just I conquer that by just using the in-game editor. Yeah, so that's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, everyone, by the way. I believe it's so, called the dupe and reload technique. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Questions are next week, Matt. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, you've, we had a few more questions, but you've kind of inadvertently answered them all. Um, so, how long do you think is left in the save? Obviously, you've got a set number of achievements that you're looking to to get done using it. But have you become a bit more into the save, or are you kind of looking forward to the end of it now? There's kind of two uh, questions in one there. I yeah, and I'm just trying those. to work out how I put this. I'm addicted to it, Matt. I love Red Star so much. I've been watching their games IRL. They're just about to take Leon in a couple of weeks. I'd love to go watch. I'd love to watch that. Um, you know me, right? I get a little bit immersed in when 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 this sort of stuff happens. Personally. I don't think there's long left. It depends on the success. If we do well this year, if we stay up, we'll do another year, obviously. If we do well that year, I think, you know, I think when we see the progression start dipping back down, because I think we're going to really struggle to take on PSG. Um, and I've got to remember that as much as this is Red Star, Red Star, Red Star, the sole purpose of doing a Red Star save was to get from the bottom to the top, which is what we've done. Now, I think we're season six, I'd probably say let's do four more years. We're getting through them quite quick now because I'm streaming every single day. But let's get through, let's get to four years. That that then takes off the 10-year um, achievement. And then I think that's probably it. So I'm going to give myself a four-year timer now. So four more seasons. Let's see where we get to. That will take us to maybe May. That then gives me time to go over to Philadelphia and then back over to England to do the England while the year is on. So... I think I think that kind of works in my mind, which is weird to think about it this way because normally a save kind of hits a crescendo where you've you've won the Champions League, like Palermo, right? Palermo, um, the amount of times we spoke about Palermo on this pod, and I've gone, yeah, it's dead. Oh, we'll do another year. We'll do another year. We do another year, and then we do the final year, and we win the we win the Champions League. Um, but for me, it's it's not about Red Star, even though I'm so kind of involved in it. We've got to take a backward step and go. We're trying to do the achievement hunter. We're trying to hit all of these. You know, I've not even started drafts yet. We're in March. I have 200 drafts to play. Uh, anyone available for drafts? Should probably, <laughs> I should probably get on that, really. Should probably start, yeah. But like, to be fair, I've got a thing where like, um, if you hit a certain amount of channel points, you can you can ask to play me in a draft. And we've got like 20 people waiting. Brilliant. But I don't want to play a draft. I want to keep playing Red Star because I'm so, I'm so in love with Red Star. Um, so yeah, probably 10 more seasons, Matt. 15. 
Are there? Um, I'll be doing the achievement hunter in twenty twenty two, right? <laughs> are there other achievements you might be able to pick up there? Let's say if you did two seasons, like I don't know, over overachievements or something like that. Is there other achievements you might be able to pick up? I think to be fair, the only one we can really do there is is the ten year one because the rest is like top goal score, a uh, top goal mm-hmm. score in the league, and 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 stuff like that. And I think that's just going to be f- too far fetched for us in that in that state we need to go to somewhere i mean i've got my fifth save that i've not really thought of or, or done um that's going to be one where we could try and tick all the the boxes but i mean 20 club competitions is impossible three consecutive top league titles we're not going to win that at red star um you, your team have not lost all season we're not going to do that at red star um we're gonna have to go to some pub league like like scotland or something to do stuff like that so um yeah i think I think let's let's do part of the furniture, which is you stayed at one club for more than ten seasons. Then we then we we have to do something to try and get the twenty seasons. Maybe we'll come back to Red Star later. Maybe we just put it on the shelf, Matt. Just here. I mean, great for listeners, but we'll just put it on the shelf and maybe we return later once we've done all the others and 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 kind of get our way to the end. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for that update, Dupe. Um, I'm gonna be. I've been in, enjoying dropping into your your streams this week. It's been it's been much easier to follow now that you're, you're sort of back on the hype, as it were. So Thanks, keep man. at it. You'll get Thanks, there man. in the end. Anyway, we'll move on to our spotlight. Yeah, uh, and for this week's spotlight, we're going to be talking about my most used staff role in football manager, the assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> Despite uh, my disdain for a certain number two that went on to become an unemployed manager. <laughs> uh, the assistant manager is your right-hand man, and uh, what I want to know is why your assistant manager is your assistant manager. So uh, when you start a new save, do you keep the assistant in place, or does he get kicked out faster than Dave from the lowdown? <laughs> or the breakdown, maybe? <laughs> that little, that little laugh you did in that link, Matt, was so partridge. Fantastic. I love the fact they both read that like that. I love the fact they both read that like that was the first time they've ever read that. I mean, I, I, GG, I I'm keeping do. up with the script. Mm. Dave. A script. Oh, what? That's, That's a thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did that one on time this time, okay? Right. Um, system managers, Matt. That's yeah, what mate. we're talking about, right? Yeah, mate. Uh, I'm not a big fan of them. I know a lot of. I mean, a lot of people like Curry did great with his assistant manager, wasn't it? Yeah, Stuart Pierce. When you're over it, yeah, lessons are learned. Lessons have been learned. Yeah, Craig Shakespeare has been my boy at Villa. You look a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 Craig, Craig Shakespeare has been uh, top draw, top draw at Villa. So um, he's I, one of the best in the game. A story that writes itself. I, uh, I I let him I let him loose on on a few things. He does he does all my pre-game press conferences. He does tunnel interviews. Uh, what else did he do? He does loads of stuff, does Craig. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. Looks after me. I reckon Craig's job title could be more like assistant to the manager than assistant manager. Oh. He's just doing all your doing all your odd jobs I, and dirty. I, I see no. I see him as an equal. It's like it's like Clough and Taylor. You know, back in back in the heyday, we both we we uh, we bounce off each other. Nice. And that's what you call oh. Thursday team bonding. Was, I was waiting for a fat joke. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I, was, I, was, I mean, you, you said it. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been very very good. I, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you know, you've had like I've had Pierce in 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 the uh, previous saves, and 
and kind of you know when you stream sometimes you bring someone in as a bit of a meme maybe but um having having someone you can you can trust is uh is is lovely it's weird because like when when first starting a save i know you know mainly in the network say the most recent one i sort of looked at staff a little bit more but if there's staff already in place it's normal i don't normally sort of do wholesale changes and normally the assistant is the one that i tend to keep around um so unless they are pretty diabolical or we've sort of risen in reputation as a club or grown as a club and i don't think the assistant manager is good enough i normally wait until their contracts run out and then replace them then um but the, a lot of the time i sort of just keep them the the default assistant really and uh, at, at real madrid on the new network save i've got a half decent guy seems all right at the old uh, press conferences so yeah uh, i'll be k- keeping him around for the time being it must be good you're doing all right yeah exactly right. <laughs> i think uh it depends on the particular situation uh, uh, that you find yourself in when you take on said job so at Bournemouth, I kept the guy who was in place mainly because it was going to, like, they'd just signed brand new contracts that season when I started it. So to sack them was going to cost 400 or 500 grand. And it wasn't just him, it was like the entire staff. So it was like, financially, I'm going to, I have no transfer budget as it is. I'm oh, going to eat into even more money I don't have. Dupe <laughs> <laughs> likes this. Uh, <laughs> that So I, I didn't really have a choice, but much like David suggested, I waited for the contracts to expire and then got rid of them. Normally, I would say I would. it would depend on the financial situation and also how good they actually are. Um, and I mean, I don't... I think this time around with Bournemouth, I've actually used the assistant manager a lot more. I normally don't trust them because they normally ruin morale within about three press conferences or three team talks. Um, and when it comes to anything else, like the opposition instructions, I'll use them fairly sparingly unless they've got particularly good like tactical knowledge. Um, but yeah, pretty much I've done a curty answer of not actually giving an answer there. So I'll congratulate myself. I think, do you know, you just really, I know this is a bit of a tangent maybe, but you've really just sparked something in my head. One thing I don't think about is money when it comes to staff. Like, I know that obviously comes out your budget and stuff, but like, I don't ever think about it. I just, I mean, I know like sometimes you can sign players or like, you can sign them or you can't sign them, but like you can't see, you haven't got like a, what I'm trying to get is you haven't got a, a wage budget that you can either like, put more money in or take more money out. That's all all back out, back a house. You can't like physically see a live wage budget for your staff, right? You can see it in your finance screen, but not like you can with, when you, you, I, I mean, you can't. You see what I'm going with this? Sorry, like, I, like so you can, like obviously, you're the, you'll have like the limit that the board imposes on how much like the maximum wage you can offer. Yeah, and I've seen. I, I'm not entirely sure when you sack staff where that money comes from, whether it comes out of your balance or whether it comes out of your transfer budget. I'm quite mm-hmm. sure it comes out of your transfer budget. Okay, uh, I like if that. If you have one, I That's think I can't really remember, but the um. I, you saying that has reminded me the other the other sort of thing that I think it depends on whether I sack someone is if I can actually find someone who's better than them in the first place to replace yes. them. If I can't I always, find them, I may as well stick as I am. I always sack them and then go through and then go, oh, sugar, I can't find anyone that's better. I should have just kept. You it. definitely don't say sugar. I I, tried, I don't know why I tried to <laughs> kept the PC because I've already said fuck once today. So 
I was listening to the pod back last week and I go, I, I swear too much. So I'm trying to be conscious, Matt. After uh, you've already committed the sin. So yeah, and it's not it's fucking working, well is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, you because um, you mentioned press conferences, Matt. You were like kind of saying you tend to not trust the assistant manager, right? Really too much with them, with the media. Like I, I found um, at, at Angers, um, where we don't look back, um, I found like I went to, like uh, I can't remember was it maybe season two or three and I, I was continuously I was taking a few of them here and there but we, I, I think I was kind of getting a bit fed up with it so I had them doing all the briefings kind of pre-game and the tunnel and all that and we just went on this absolutely horrible run and I'm talking kind of like nine games or 12 games without a win and I was just in the depths of depths of depression in, in the west of France and then I went you know what fuck it there must be there for a reason so I kind of um what was the opposite of delegate? I took control of all of all of the possible media um, interactions because you know, and, and Dupe, you've talked about morale manager, right? Morale was literally in the mud, so I was like, mm. "Fuck it, I will take over everything." Did all the interview. Now it's heartbreaking to do it, especially when you're doing it offline by yourself and it's a blog. <laughs> um, but I found that it actually, you know, Just it, doing a it, blog's heartbreaking, right? Yeah, tell me about it, right? Um, but I, it, it actually, I, I, now it may not, may or may not be connected with luck modifiers and the like, but it, I felt like it completely turned it around. Went on a run, won two, three games in a row, and then next thing we were kind of going unbeaten for ten games. Morale was right the way up, and I don't even know if it matters what buttons you click for your responses. I don't know. Is it just? The fact that there's these second interviews second in from there. the left every time. Second, yeah, second in from the left, just spam it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only downside to doing that, sorry, just quickly butt in. The only downside is when you spam it and then it and then it comes up with a list of players or teams. And you're like, what was the question? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and then you just I normally go none of the above, none of the above. Sorry, man, as you were. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's right. I, I mean, I I'd have a quick look, and you get so used to the layout. That was one of the hardest things actually when we went from FM twenty to twenty one, was that. The, but the options were in a different place and you get so used to knowing exactly where to go for second from the left. Um, just horizontal yeah. now rather than... Look, I'm, I'm Irish, Joe. These, these things are challenging. We, we, don't, like, we don't like change. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, once I, once I did it, I felt like it actually turned it around and we're now in season seven and I'm still doing it because I'm that stubborn and I'm like, if I stop doing it, we're going to go to shit again <laughs> and I don't trust my system manager. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, um, I think also if you like, as much as I spam through them, at times I do slow down and kind of have a little look. But it does look slightly better now. It's a little bit easier, uh, especially when you've got a, mm. uh, a, a, something that a friends put put together so you can put in the background. It looks really nice, doesn't it, Dave? Thanks for that. Um, but one thing I will say is we brought I brought Stuart, uh, Stuart Downing in uh, for as my assistant manager at Redstar. Um, he's actually got really good attributes for it. To be fair. One thing I do do, and it, it's a bit strange, well, not strange, but um, because we're obviously we're in France, but I like to bring in as much English as I can in my staff. Because I, I imagine that if I was actually the manager, I ain't learning no second language, mate. I struggle with English, right? So I just I just like tend to think that like the head guys, so my, my chief scout, head physio, my assistant, all of that jazz is, is English. And then I just go from there. I don't know if that's just a weird thing that I do. Or... You see so what attributes like have you got? So I was going to say, what attributes has Downing got that are good? Um, he can cross really well. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I haven't got him up in front of me. I can get him up. Um, weird flex. Um, <laughs> but he's, he is actually quite a good assistant manager, in my opinion. Um, when I say he's quite a good assistant manager, when you search for him 
and he, he you click on assistant manager it tells you that what he's wanted or what the attributes that he wants which is man management uh judging and uh, a potential and ability right is that the three Anyone want to for, confirm for, that? For, what, for assistant that manager? Mm. Then you've got your the usual DDM, DDM stuff. Yeah, DDM. but he's he's also very good as a coach, which is one of the main because we don't have many staff roles or oh, many like coaching. I wanted to make sure that my assistant was also good at coaching because he does contribute to that. And um, yeah, that's kind of the main reason we brought him in. And he's cheap. And he's English. Brexit means Brexit. Do any of you look at not just your assistants for staff? Do you look at what languages they speak as well before you bring them in? Yes, no. apart from scouts. Scouts, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I start on the on the Real Madrid one. I sort of search. I think there was one member of staff that I didn't uh, or that I brought in that didn't speak Spanish. With the rest, I put to Spanish speak as well. I mean, yeah, I don't know pretty, if it makes much of a quick though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can put them on the language course, which is uh, obviously a feature, but. That's something that I never really... Same with players, I don't really consider it, to be fair. I mean, managing in England, you've got a lot of players that can speak at least basic English anyway. Um, but I just didn't know if anybody sort of looked at that when bringing in staff or players. No. Um, again, maybe maybe you should. I, I there's, no, there's no... Again, there's no way of knowing your unity within the group of your staff. Like you do your... Obviously, you've got your social groups where it comes to comes to your team but i'm assuming there's no way of you knowing that you put in six physios in and two of I them wish, speak yeah. Arabic they, and one of them speaks french that they can't speak to each other if, you know? if they've got decent adaptability they'll they'll learn the language and stuff pretty quickly won't they yeah i wonder if there would be if what effect it would have i know it's so hard to tell and i'm not expecting to for anybody to go out of their way to check this out to see what effects it would have on training and stuff like that if you had a coach that could could speak the language and a coach that couldn't speak the language and how long it would take, you know, it would be very interesting to see if that has that much of an some, effect. There'll be not. some nerd somewhere who will do that. Yeah, yeah. Someone said, just, just link, link the to. pod and article. You don't Go need on. to. Just look at Tony Adams. <laughs> that, that's how you communicate when you don't speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dupes even doing the actions. Excellent work. It's like doing the hokey cokey. Oh, no, that's, um, I thought that was Tony Adams' job. <laughs> that's the Tuesday club, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he used so to we, eat we, takeaways at my place sorry go on man we've uh, inadvertently sort of said what we don't sort of trust our assistants with but is there anything that we bring them in to like any specific tasks that we absolutely will always assign them to do press yeah just pretty much press conferences i hate doing them I don't mind doing i don't mind doing the post ones but the pre-match ones i hate I, i'm always terrified that i'm going to say the wrong thing so I always get someone with decent motivation, decent man management. Like they're uh, they're key attributes for me for an assistant manager. Once I've got a system sorted, my assistant manager's taking friendlies. I set quite a lot of friendlies again because I don't have money, and we do the, the the cup thing that Joe's talked about in previous pods. Um, but for me, once my system is good and I'm happy with it, I, I'm not testing it in the summer. I'm not testing it unless I want to watch a player. But uh, no, my assistant does my friendlies. I um, I popped in your stream yesterday, and it was the Friday night FM Cup. Yep, Friday night FM Cup, named I've after seen... um when we played football manager on Friday. There was a uh, Curtie had one, didn't he? <laughs> Curtie didn't have one. No, I had the Wii oh, stream well, FM I... trophy. No, 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 no we no, didn't. No. Been, yeah. 
I'm, I'm pretty so, sure. No. I'm pretty sure Curtie had a, a cup name. No, that was the old network saver, and Curtie oh, is for right. sure. All right. <laughs> Matt, Matt had one yeah. as well. Matt, no one cares. Uh, when Matt was talking about his former save, it's just what we've done on stream is we've named all of them after my top, my top gifted subs. Now, oh but previously, I would just, especially on the network save, I would just pick anything, and uh, that's what I picked. So you got beat from me. Come at me. Four not. Same. Uh, you mentioned friendly. Yeah. You mentioned friendlies as well, dude. I, I used to always like be a bit kind of like over the top I would be controlling all the friendlies um, and I, I found particularly managing in Europe because I was in Germany last year in France now the fucking winter break <laughs> and oh. like, I mean sometimes they're a month or six weeks long and then you've got that stupid World Cup that comes along and takes November December and January sometimes depending um, so at that point that's when I started pushing the, the assistant manager more taking friendlies yeah so I mean it obviously speeds up the game as well right it's, it's long enough as it is Again, that's what I was going to say. I mean, for me, especially since we've been doing having quite a high turnover of players every season, what I found that I'm doing is is I'm getting in the groove of doing my my scouting and my you know getting the guys in. You're looking at a player and you decide in between the two. You hit continue because you want to see if the other guy's going to sign, and then you've got to play 90 minutes against some crap team in in Belgium to to try and get 400 grand or whatever, 400 quid. Just I just don't want to do it. As long as my system's good and I'm happy with the way I'm playing, which I'm, we talked about last week, I'm playing the asymmetric, so I'm happy with that. I know how it runs. I've played it for multiple seasons now. Um, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. I, again, I, I think, I can't remember the last time I, I've managed friendlies, to be honest. I, I don't even do the, the trophies, really, or the cups uh, at all, um, which I probably should do more often. But when I'm in a team that's fairly well off with money, I don't really, you know, decide to do that. And the thing with friendlies is, you know, I'll make sure I arrange my own. I don't really trust the assistants or whoever to sort of arrange the friendlies, but I always arrange my own because I like to have um, a schedule of friendlies against teams that are absolutely crap um, rather than, you know, teams with similar reputation. I'll play like the Dog and Duck FC or whatever. Um, I can't remember who, who it was. I read it a, f a number of years ago that, you know, to have maybe one or two big friendlies scattered around preseason, but definitely not towards the end of preseason because if you're playing a team and they they wallop you, that just kills them around right before you start the season. So a lot of my preseason normally is 12, 13, 14 nil wins just to keep the fitness up more than anything. And like you said, dude, once you've got a tactic and system in place, just to roll with that really, just to get the squad fitness up. Yep, that's uh, something I absolutely use. Like have a have a couple of easier ones where I can rotate the side, big wins, get the morale up so he can hit the ground running for the, yeah. the start of the season. Uh, does anyone like, trust the advice they get from their assistant? Like whether it be uh, on like the reports you get on players or their opinion of their star rating or on the, uh, the squad comparison screens? The reason why I'm bringing this up in particular is I have Brian Klugman, who cost a lot of money for me to sign from Ipswich, um, but he's he's rem like ridiculous. He's not Phil Cannon good, but he's very good else uh, like otherwise. He's a but uh, his uh, his reports are quite contradictory in that if you were to are to create a tactic from from one of the selected options it'll tell you uh, the assistant manager suggests you use this this tactic or this this particular style but then you go to the report and it'll say i suggest you play 442 
uh, and it's like, well, but that doesn't fit in the stars that you suggested that we we play in. But I suggest four four two. Cheers, Brian. Uh, does anyone else have sort of similar issues with uh, with their assistant being a bit dodgy, or I mean, how how much how much credence do you uh, do you put behind your assistant manager's opinion? I guess is what I'm asking here. I mean, I ha- before I say what I would like, what I do like, I have to bring up. We should switch to a short passing style. Five minutes Get later, run in midfield. We should switch to a direct <laughs> passing style. And it's like, come on, man, it's been five minutes. <laughs> um, that's happened from time to time. Maybe it hasn't happened as much lately, but I think we've probably all been there, right? Um, what I do like is, uh, it's a really small thing, but it's really convenient. Whether we can, whether the system manager can take credit for it is when they recommend a sub, it just saves you kind of having to monitor it, right? Whether it's fitness or a tired player, or, you know, and they just kind of give you a quick recommendation. Oh, I think we should bring on Duke for Matt do it done and then you don't really have to think about it i do like that because it's um it's, you know especially when you're playing game after game you might miss that fitness has dropped especially with the new the new heart kind of heart heart rate is terrible thing to call it the new um fitness level uh so i think that helps um for sure but yeah i'm not a big fan of the old passing style advice i ignore that all day long I find that they're they're getting quite involved in the opposition instructions now as well. I mean, we joke about the overrunning midfield. I don't think I've seen that this year. I mean, is that still in the game? Have they taken it out because of the memes? Or I don't think I've actually seen my assistant manager say we're getting overrunning midfield. Maybe I'm just playing too many people. (laughs) Maybe I'm just playing too many people in the middle. I'm going to check. But yeah, I think I think for me that I just I'm I'm very much. I was massively heavily reliant on my assistant manager. Um, maybe because, I don't know, maybe I would say, I'd like to think I'm getting better at the game or getting more of a knowledge. But the one thing I don't like the assistant manager is is when you, I like to sometimes just like hit selection advice and just see what, you know, if we've got some injuries, who would they play where? And some of their decisions making on that is horrendous, by the way. I know... Um, I know it's a bit of a, a faux pas. You probably shouldn't use it, but at times it's just a little bit quicker if you've got a load, of, like especially in lower leagues, sometimes you have uh, players on international duties, suspensions and injuries, and you've got to change six players and you haven't got the six players. So I like, oh, and he goes, oh yeah, we should play the centre-back up front. What? Come on. Dave loves a bit of quick picking and then going, oh, why is my goalkeeper playing up front? well i always do i always do i always like especially after it's been a while we've played i'll always clear it assistant to quick pick it and then i'll just drag the players there like move them about you don't need to clear it if they if you quick pick it it just automatically replaces yeah i always always like but then remember the first champions league final i lost I quick picked and didn't change the team, and I, I was like, "Why is this guy left?" You quick picked a Champions, Champions League final. Yes. What a flex! No, but then I was meant to change it, and I didn't. Or I did the what team and quick picked. Yeah. <laughs> no. One thing I—he then saved and reloaded, and it was fine. Oh, okay. One thing I like yeah, to do is when I when I play like crap cup games, I, I get my assistant to pick a full rotated squad. Yeah, they're normally pretty good at that. Mm. To be fair, I'll give them that because like it's very annoying. I then always and a little tip this year because obviously they've got next next game. Click that because then when you come out of that game, it goes back to your original team and it says you having to and put your yeah, original team I in. Do, I really do like that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Um, 
I just wish there was a function of your when you come out of a of a game and you've for example if you've been tweaking your tactics I just wish there was a way that you could save that tactics but that's a different podcast um but we'll talk about that another day um but for me that rotated squad the, the assistant manager is very good at that I'm giving him a bit of credit there a bit of credit <laughs> uh so has anyone decided that they've had enough of their existing assistant manager and just for shits and gigs, they've just decided that they want to bin him off. Or have they done something that bad that you've kind of done the equivalent of uh, transfer listing someone or offering someone out at half time, but with your assistant? I think when you get desperate, uh, <laughs> speaking from experience, Matt, um, sometimes, you know, if you're having a really, really bad runner, it's like, do you know what? I'm three, four seasons in. And if you're going to keep going, I'll change it up just. In, in the hope or in the expectation that it would shake things up, especially if you bring in a guy with that kind of motivational kind of t um, attribute, we'll say. Um, I, I like to think it shakes things up positively. Probably doesn't. Probably just fuck all. But uh, I, I would do it for that reason, yeah. But I don't usually let them at the wheel too long to fuck anything up that bad. I just don't have the trust. I'm going to ask a question, Matt. Is that all right? Thanks. Um, do when I don't do journeyman. I don't normally go to other teams in a safe. When you guys go into other that do that, like Dave, for your example, when you did your Pentagon last year, um, are you taking your staff with you? Are you taking your assistant with you, or you're leaving him behind and starting fresh? Uh, I didn't actively look to do that. It, every now and then, which was a, a pretty cool feature, if you've been at a club a little while or you quite quite got quite a good reputation at a club, if you leave. Uh, a number of staff members will leave with you as well. Just walk out. Yeah, yeah, which I do like. And they happened a couple of times where I sort of obviously remembered a couple of the names and brought them back to my next club remember as well. The names. These yeah. guys helped you win what you won, Dave. Yeah. Quit picking like, his so, team. Like, can't even no, remember no, his no. assistant's fucking name. No, no, it wasn't just the assistant. <laughs> it was just random coaches. It was yeah. just random coaches. <laughs> and they're just like, just crap coaches. Huh? Like, you know, coaches that were already at the club that were crap and just leaving. Yeah. And I was like, so I, I think one that, sticks in my mind that I, I I took to a couple of clubs was Coutinho uh, after he'd retired he was actually a pretty decent coach which wow. you wouldn't think to be honest uh, but I think when I was in South America he was with me in Argentina and Brazil um, and there was another assistant I, I cannot remember his name for the life of me to be fair but it does happen every now and then which is pretty cool but I didn't actively go from club to club always looking to bring the same members of staff in especially towards the start because money was sort of tight at, at a couple of those clubs so I, I would always think that I'd like to think that you, you'd start lower, lower, low down you'd build your kind of like your, your team your, your close circle your inner circle and then you just take them everywhere you go look on a lot of jolly I love, really the cool. I love the ability to do that almost you know have the option to make them a favourite staff member or something like that. So when you did go for a job interview, you always had the option of almost negotiating them coming with you as part of a package or something like that. Um, you kind of do, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, well, you can at the start yeah. say you want money. What like, you want money to bring your when own you staff get off, in? Like I've only had one interview, and that was with Wolves in the Bournemouth yes. safe. But you have the. You do have the option of like when it comes to staff, they ask you this like how much you know will you want to bring your own staff in or yeah. are you happy to work with? And I think if you depending on how you answer that question, you can say yeah, I want to bring my guys with me. You have to get off. That yeah. only works you if you're in a job. job. <laughs> yeah, that only works if you're in. Uh, a yeah, job. I was gonna say if you're not in a job and you've 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 resigned, there's no way of taking the the guys that walked out with you. Sammy Lee dislikes this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whenever you say that name, I just remember the picture of him in who's at, at Liverpool, isn't it? Where he's like, brilliant. Go on, sorry, that was great for the pod. Um, sorry. Content. Um, <laughs> Matt's right way down, it gets cut out. <laughs> on a similar note, you know, you talk about taking him with you. What about when they, you've got a guy who's assistant manager and a club come in to uh, give him the manager job? What's the levels of pettiness of trying trying everything Fuck you can? Jason to... <laughs> Tindall. Always proud to see him linked with a big job. He deserves it. He's a good lad. Yeah. There's two ways to do it. Right? You, know. you can try and convince him to stay, or you can be like, "Oh, do you know what? He's earned he's earned the stripes. He can go off on his own." And he'd probably make a mess of it, and you'd end up taking him back a year later. I always find that the whole convincing them to stay it doesn't matter whether they're assistant manager or anything else. They're just, they're, they're always an ass about it guaranteed like there there's never a good i, I just leave it because there's never a, i've never seen it go well so I, i'll you know they i want to leave you know i would have hoped that like my loyalty would have meant that you'd i'd been able to have the time to make my own decision on this and then they inevitably go and leave anyway <laughs> i do i think the the other tactic i try is offer them a new contract if it's at that point and then have the have them make that decision rather than having the conversation i think there's always i think with assistant managers it's a little bit different because i think Assistant managers is one of those those positions where I think even if you've got a half-decent one, there are, are plenty out there. Uh, but sometimes the likes of physios and certain, you know, specialised coaches and stuff, you know, there's only a small number of those that have got that sort of 18, 19, 20 attribute. So I'm, I'm normally a bit more funny when clubs come in and approach my physios and stuff like that. But when it comes to assistants, especially if it's a manager's job, like Joe said, um, depending on who it is, I'm normally sort of, let them go to be fair but when it comes to physios and stuff I'm a little bit more funny I always say that they're sort of valued at the club but like you say they normally tell me to do one anyway where where are they on the match day the assistants are they in the dugout with you why, why are we not seeing more animations when you score a late winner they're giving you a piggyback they should stuff. be on the dugout more actually that'll they? be class yeah. you know like you score a late winner and then all, and you just see your manager on the side clapping and then the I assistant want to see Ray Lewington in his shorts four ninety nine a month you can yeah, yeah, when, when Brucey got the header, mm-hmm. yeah. Knees. I, I just imagine if you could see that sort of animation. Me and Craig in that scene from Rocky Three on the beach. <laughs> you mean more like Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> I'd t- take it, I'd take it. Which is which? Anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a different say. podcast. Twins. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Danny DeVito. <laughs> You're definitely Danny DeVito. <laughs> Which is the Adam Sandler film where he plays both? The man and the woman. That one. Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. There you go. Not seen it. Yeah. You've not seen it? No. I wouldn't recommend no. it. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, I'll throw one more last question in there. Or one one more question there. You mentioned Phil Cannon, I think, uh, a while ago. I think probably everybody's Good. heard of him. Best assistant managers in FM, kind of historically. Not Jason Tyndall. <laughs> like Shakespeare. <clears throat> Craig Shakespeare is very good. I had, uh, He's one of the best, Jeff. Yeah, a few years back, I would uh, I think it was in a Southampton save. On, I think it was like FM 13. I had Tim Flowers for a long time. He was very good. Wow, eh? yeah. I, I had Roy King quite a few times. I think the best assistant manager and football manager would probably be Lelujo's chat as they got him five streamer <laughs> showdown wins. Yes. True that. Yeah. Throw the shade thing. quite early. I think there's um, a Paul McGuinness is always a good one to go on as well. He's the isn't he a former yeah, he's, he's always very good. Trust the Irishman to talk about Guinness. 
<laughs> hey, Joe, you've you've expressed a fondness there for Roy Keane. We we see through this now, so we do at this stage. I mean, yeah, the, the... I like these favourite personnels now. Michael Richards as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is almost the perfect segue um, because uh, quizzes from Kurt Diz—they're a thing, and there may be a theme. Kurt Diz quiz. Yes. Well, it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Michael Richards. Brilliant. On Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Uh, and obviously, you know, next Monday, that's not really going to be relevant. But I thought uh, <laughs> I'd do an Irish-themed quiz. Yes. Obviously, we got, you know, we got Mad, who's wormed his way onto the pod um, <laughs> as well. So, you know, it all ties in nicely. So, basically, we are playing Guess the Irish Footballer. Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be like the three clue system. So if you get it after the first clue, it's three points. Second clue, two points. Third clue, one point. Um, <laughs> ten players. The first five are players that played for Ireland but were not born in Ireland. Fucking all of them. It's <laughs> a big <laughs> list. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and the last five uh, are all you know. I think can be considered Irish legends. So, I'll read out a Do we have many Irish listeners? Because if if I don't win this, um, it's it's not going to go down well, really, right? Yeah, it's an issue, isn't it? Um, Insert Matt muting Matt's microphone right now. (laughs) I was never here. (laughs) Uh, So I think, uh, yeah, I'll let I'll let everyone back in after each clue. So if you have a guess, uh, then you can. Have another guess after I've read out the the following clue. Um, no Viking Dam rule, obviously. Uh, so let's start off. Uh, player number one. He was born on the eighteenth of June, nineteen seventy one, in Birkenhead, which is on Merseyside. Nerd. Nerd. Jason McAteer. Three points straight in. Blackburn so. nonce. Phenomenal. <laughs> He wasn't very good for Blackburn. <laughs> He's got him on his wall. That's a bit unfair. I've never heard of him. Because that says he was born in Birkenhead. You <laughs> right. Player number two. Born in Glasgow on the 9th of January, 1962. What's about Ireland? <laughs> Dave, listen to the rules. Dave, listen to the rules. <laughs> this Man. midfielder... Oh, shit. He's not a midfielder. <laughs> 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 My guess was he wasn't a, was not a midfielder. Um, so, uh, no, continue on. Okay, oh, well, actually, I'll throw, I have a guess now, but it's probably too late. I, I'll, I'll throw in Ray Houghton. Two points. Oh. Oh. I'd have given him enough free for that. Was the one-point question sent to the No, I'd started reading the second clue, though. Oh, lucky Madsen. Apologies. He started, Apologies. so he has to finish. Exactly. Apologies. Right, player number three. Born in Barnsley on the 7th of February. Dave. D- Nerd. Dave. Mick McCarthy. Big Mick. Get <laughs> in. <laughs> Come on. Too easy. <clears throat> Mick McCarthy. This one's maybe not, not as easy. Uh, born in Sutton Coalfield on the 6th of July. Dave. Dave. Stephen Carr. No, incorrect. <laughs> did he represent Ireland? Uh, yes, he did. Oh, he that's did. what I mean. 
Born in Sutton Educated. Coalfield on the 6th of July, 1976. Okay. Midfielder who won 11 caps for Ireland between 1998 and 2004. Okay, one point. Mad. Oh, Paul. yeah. Stephen Reid? Just about to say that. It's not. It's not. I can tell you it's not. Yeah. That happens where he lives. Clue number three. Very much known for his time at Southampton... And Stoke. Nerd. Nerd. Rory Delap. Rory Delap. Uh, One point. He's that old. <laughs> what? Wow. Quick maths. I didn't think he was that old. He'll be 45 this year. Yeah. That's really old. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't think he was going to be that old. Doesn't this sound like, like, like yeah. Yeah. 30s, How old like. did you think he was? Yeah. I don't know. Like. <laughs> You know, it was it was playing for Stoke when he was thirty six. Yeah. yeah, he obviously had a good paper round. No one cares. <laughs> All right. Same number five. Born in Kingston upon Thames. Nerd. No. Stephen Reid. No. Oh, the confidence <laughs> in that in- was the light. Man said it with chest. <laughs> that was that is. Ridiculous. Born in <laughs> Kingston upon Thames on the fourth of fourteenth of January, nineteen ninety nine. Mad. Paul. I'm trying to think what year it is now. <laughs> De- De- can I have a guess? Sorry, can I have a yeah, guess? Yeah. I was going to Declan Rice. Is correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Three points. No, that's genuinely who I was going to go for as well, which was... Just three, cla- three caps for Ireland in 2018. Claps. He did, he did. <laughs> Right. Uh, now we're into the legends. So, this fullback was born in Cork in 1965. Mad. Mad. Dennis Irwin. He's on fire. Three okay. points. Wolves legend. No, that's Will Grigg. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong island. <laughs> Come on, point for reference. Number seven. Uh, this chap was born in Dublin in March 1979. Dave. Dave. Robbie Keane. No. Same. He won... 100 caps for Ireland. Mad. Paul. Damien Duff. Two points. Come on, Damien. Oh, wow. He's wiping up. I mean, you'd expect him to be winning this quiz. Yeah. Then the fucking Wolves quiz next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, number eight. This player was born in Waterford in April 1981. Mad. You want it? Paul? Started question too. John O'Shea? Surely not. It's correct. It's two points. Oh, my word. He's sending the answers. Can I, can I ask a question? Was one of those que- uh, clues going to be he nutmegged Figa? Uh, no. It oh, wasn't. I mean, you lost. You lost. Sorry. 
All respect, girl. Number nine. Born in Dublin in October 1966. Joe. Joe. Paul McGrath. No. <laughs> no. He won 91 caps for Ireland and is their second all-time top scorer with 21 goals. See, I was going to shout Pecky Bonner. I'm not going to... <laughs> I was going to say... I don't think he's second top scorer. Dave? I don't think it is. It's, I think he's way older than this. Uh, O'Neill? No. Yeah. Wrong island. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the offence. I'll say George I'll say George Best next one as well. <laughs> also wrong island. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Clue number three. Oh dear. His partnership with Kevin Phillips at Sunderland. Nerd. Nerd. Niall Quinn. Correct. Last so one. Day. Born in Cork. Dupe. Dupe. Roy Keane. Three points. I've been waiting for that one. That's the only one I would know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, born and no, born and oh, cork. There we go. Uh, I'll put out the tiebreaker question as well. Just uh, it, it's not a guest to play. It's just first to buzz in. Uh, Robbie Keane is the all-time top scorer and cap winner for the Irish national team. But who is second on the Nerd. all-time cap list? Nerd. Shea Gibbon mm. is correct. Correct. A little bonus point there. No wins it, um, DJ. <laughs> so, uh, final scores on the doors uh, in reverse order. Joe, big zero. Good. Uh, <laughs> in joint third is Dave and Dupe, both with three points. Double D. Nerd with a solid six points. And out on his own uh, is Mad FM with 12 points. Well, Would you Adam and Eve it? GG. The Irish women's the Irish theme quiz. I'm just sure. glad it wasn't going to be a rhyme quiz and you were going to use Stephen Hunt as one of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Dave has a power. Well, actually, it's and... fine because it's courteous and rhyming. <laughs> Wendy's. Go on. <laughs> also, uh, Dave. Very... Anyway, that does indeed bring episode 187 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and Weestream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com where you can find episode 6, that's it, I've got it right this time, of our dubbed the next series. Uh, This week it's none other than uh, Vincent Company. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye. Get your questions in for next week, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm.